Hello, it's um, after five and we're now presenting our podcast for the month of November. Close to no, we'll probably put this out in December. I'm really pleased to introduce Narelle Mamek here with me today. Uh, she's executive assistant to the CEO of Oztrack and um, we haven't got glasses of wine, but we do have water. We should have glasses of wine, shouldn't we? We should, we should. Um, Narelle, give us a little bit of background on your experience to date as an EA and, and other roles that you've had. Okay, so I've been an executive assistant to senior people within the public service probably for about the last 25 years, I would say. Fabulous. Um, started at the AFP as the EA to the Chief Police Officer of the ACT and um, sort of went from there to where I am now. I've also worked at the Australian Crime Commission and Border Force as an Executive Officer, so I sort of stepped in and out of the roles a little bit over the time. Do you know one thing that came to mind when I was first looking over your background and what you've done, I've realised, you know, there is a number of experience, years of experience there as an EA and providing support and you know, I guess there might be some listeners that have thought about, wow, I'm at 20 years or 25 years and, and is there some consistency in, you know, what is the essence of what keeps us going? And I thought I'd take up that topic today with you, uh, Narelle, in, in finding what you feel is the essence in, in, in the role and what you think keeps you going the past 25 years now. Yeah, so I think what keeps me going, what makes me get up, every morning and what makes me continue in these jobs is um, it's, it's a, a background of 20 odd years in law enforcement and I think that social aspect for me has been a big part of what I, what I like to do. Um, I've found that the people that I work for are making a difference to the community and it sounds a bit cheesy mm. but they're making a difference and I like to think that I'm helping them make a difference. I'm interested in that sort of work and I don't think um, I could see myself doing anything that I wasn't interested in. I think to keep uh, relevant and to keep the role going um, and enjoy what you do, you have to believe in what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And did you find that over the years that you were looking or did you progressively, when you went through role by role, did you think that you were going through roles that, you know, did connect with community or have that social aspect to it that you were...? Probably didn't at the start. I think you have to to enjoy and love who you work for as well, so that's a big aspect of it. Besides the social sort of the, the part that sort of tugs at your heartstrings, you have to actually enjoy the person you work for because you are working with them for you know, eight, nine hours a day straight, sometimes weekend work, as we know, and you have to respect them. Um, mm. So I don't think it was a conscious thing at the start, but I do believe it is now. I, I would look at a, another job and if it didn't have that element in it, I don't think I'd be interested. Mm, so. Yeah, interesting. Um, when, you, when you say, you know, you've got to enjoy the person you work with, you know, have you found over the years that that has been... Um, you know, has it have you, has that been consistent or have you found that there's been years that you think, well, you know what, there's people that I didn't enjoy working with or that you've had to move on from and think, well, you know what, this isn't this isn't the right fit for me? I think it is. Um, it hasn't happened a lot. It has happened probably once or twice over my career where you end up 
thinking that for whatever reason, and I don't think it's anybody's fault, but the fit's not right. Mm -hmm. I think the fit, it's such a personal relationship that you have with your boss and an an executive team Mm -hmm. that you have to be the right fit. Um, So if it's not right, it's okay to move on. And I think too what I've learned over my time is that it's not that you're not doing a good job. It's just that you may not be the right person at the right time Mm. um, and that they need somebody else. So you're still valued and you're still a good person and you're still um, worth worth what you do, but you just may not be... It might be time to move on. Mm. It might be time you Mm. need a change. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. And I've met individuals just like that and I've been one of those people myself. Um, sometimes we get to a point where it's like, okay, is this, yeah, is it time? And re-validating, re I guess, where you're at and um, having that reset button sometimes yes. is important. Um, that's what I've found anyway. But um, what about, so your passion itself, you know, that how did you get into becoming an EA? You know, what, what made you kind of, what was your first... You know, role where you thought, this is it for me. My first EA job was actually for the Australian Council for Overseas Aid over 25 years ago. Um, And that was, again, social aspect to it, but Mm. it was a non-government organisation that looked after um, um, overseas aid organisations as an umbrella organisation here in Australia. Um, So I was really passionate about what they were doing and whatnot, and then I took up the role with the Chief Police Officer for the ACT and I remember somebody saying to me that's a very odd choice going from one to the other and I said it's not really because when you think about it inherently they both want to serve and look after the community Mm. so in different Mm. ways but the same sort of thing and I love getting up and helping people organise their day and whatnot. I will say I'm I think I'm passionate about making sure people are organised they're ready Mm. um, that they're I try and make sure that they're spending time with their families and they're balancing their lives because mm. as a senior executive, a lot of the time they forget to look after themselves as well. Mm. So, And I think it's really important as well to... You have to have a supportive partner if you're going to have mm. busy roles. Mm. And that's what I've found, whether, whether it's us as EAs, you know, um, mm. or our bosses. Mm. And, you know, what was that life back like? You know, uh, let's think about the change in, you know, the hours that you were doing and, you know, I suppose having a family yourself. Mm. Um, What do you see as a significant difference to, you know, back then and what you were, I suppose, expected to do and what you were, you know, passionate about back then to now? You know, have you noticed a marked difference in in that time? Yeah, I have noticed a change. I think um, back... 20 odd years ago there was an expectation that that you would just sit there that you would do the diary that you would just answer the phone that you may take minutes in a meeting or whatever um, and that's sort of the expectation that you would be there till when your boss finished mm-hmm. and you would be there before your boss started mm-hmm. I think times have changed now I think that there is a lot more flexible working hours um, and arrangements that can be put in place if mm. you go out there and seek them. Mm. Um, as my responsibilities change, I've been able to adapt with the organisation I work for now, Track. They have a fantastic 
family-friendly policy. It's probably one of the best ones I've seen, mm, um, okay, to be honest. Um, they give you the tools and the ability to be flexible with your work hours um, and mm. that allows us to retain really good people. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. so I think that's, that's a big, big difference mm. for us. I mean, I think, too, we've got to remember 25 years ago, mobile phones weren't handed out willy-nilly either, mm. so you were tied to your desk a lot of the time. So that's I think true. Technology has changed. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And, you know, in saying that with technology, have you found, how have you kept up with technology over the years? I think, um, again, in our role, you have to... A lot of it's self-taught. Mm. Um, you have to yeah. just keep on top of things. You have to make sure that the IT person is your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of the time now you can find it online. I find I don't do a lot of courses, but yeah. I do find that online mm. is where you will find a lot of the information that you need and also your network. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a great network of executive assistants that you can tap into, they will always be able to help you. They mm. are... The gold. They are. They <laughs> They're are. the gold. Uh, it's interesting because, yeah, we did a workshop last week and we talked about technology and, um, you know, we talked about the difference with EA um, to a virtual EA and the number one difference is understanding and knowing your technology because when you're out on your own and doing things, you've got to be able to problem solve and circumnavigate issues, you know, and... That's something that, you know, as EAs, if we if we don't get on that train, you're soon going to be behind behind the scenes. Yeah, <laughs> you've got to step off. Otherwise, you know, you're not going to have um, a job long term that understands that. So, part of innovation, technology, um, that kind of um, flexible work arrangements, we're seeing roll out now more and more. And it's important. It's lovely to hear that Austrac is mm. um, taking on that initiative, which is great. Um, what do you think, you know, in terms of those, you know, 25 years again, where the EA has revolved over years, you know, we've talked about a little bit, you know, being in there at the desk before and after, in terms of the work and the day-to-day deliverables, have you seen a significant change in, you know, the, the role and how it's developed? Again, I have, I think, nowadays that we we need to be across budgets, we need to be strategic in our thinking, we need to know what's going on within the agency, we need to understand what's going on from a, I can only talk from a public service perspective, but Mm. you need to know what's going on politically Mm. in your sphere, Um, Mm. you need to understand the pressure points, um, what may influence, what may influence in one portfolio may affect you. Um, And your boss and the day, you need to be a little bit more nimble, I think, than we used to be. Mm. Um, uh, The world's becoming a lot smaller, so travel, Mm. you know, video conferencing. Is there other ways that we can do things? I find that I'm having to sort of think outside the box a little bit. If if my boss can't travel, what can we do? so, mm. and it's it's not just domestically, it's internationally too. So, mm. you know, time differences, being aware of all of those sort of things. I, I think 
the world's become a smaller place. So that's mm. where I find, I think, it's changed a bit over the 25 years. It just used to be a very small pond. Mm. It seems like a much bigger pond now. It's mm. a good perspective um, that you've put on that. Have you travelled with work or have you lived in another state as, you know, over your EA career? Yeah, I haven't lived in another state. I have mm. been blessed to have the opportunity to travel domestically a little bit mm-hmm. with, um, with various bosses. Um, I think... The, the the small travelling office works really well if you're going if your boss is travelling for three or four days we find that we can just pick up move and everything is in one one place and it's not putting an imposition because we're a small office on other people within an office right yes so that yeah. to us is if we only have say one EA in Melbourne mm. it's not taking her away from her responsibilities if I travel with my boss yeah um, so I have been really blessed and I've got to say it gives me a kick and it keeps me going too mm. I don't mind the travel yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah I don't mind it well, fair enough yeah and that's nice and uh, that saying that too with our um i suppose our security being ramped up with various things that have happened over the years um have you found that to be another level of understanding visas and concept of you know security for our, for your manager have it you is, found that too and probably as I said, working in law enforcement for the mm. last 25 years we've seen it evolve i mm. think so things have changed um and Having said that, you've always had to be conscious of security and 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 whatnot. But yes, you have seen things evolve and change a lot. Mm. I think probably in the last ten years more so than any any yeah. time for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. it would have too. Being in security, do you think that? And I always ask this question in terms of there's a lot of talk about that kind of artificial intelligence that you know the EA evolving now will eventually be a robot I mean what's your take on that what do you think about that I would like to see them try (laughs) I think um nothing can replace the personal touch Mm. um I think it's so important as the face of your not only your boss's office but the organization that there is that friendly face to meet somebody that they can touch base with somebody they know who is there i just don't think that we could honestly be yeah i don't think it we can be, be replaced exactly yeah mm. i don't think that's a good idea yeah good i'm glad you answered that one um now on the personal level in terms of um you know having a supportive partner mm-hmm. and over the years and raising uh, one child yes. uh you know how did how did you f- like, what was that? What did you find was supportive? You know, was it cooking din- Like, were they cooking dinners or...? So I was... We were quite blessed. Um, when our daughter was young, uh, at two, we decided that um, my husband would start his own business and I would go back to work. So he was at home with our daughter the majority of the time during the day. He would do the Fantastic. school drop-offs. We definitely had to split things. Oh, she did go into daycare and whatnot for three or four days a week and grandparents helped out Mm. because he still had a job Mm. but we definitely split so he would do drop off I would do pick up um, I might do dinner he might do the washing you Mm. know things Mm. like that and we really had to come to an understanding and and when I travelled too he was also then responsible for Mm. looking after her just just him yeah yeah doing it on his own yeah I think it takes a village you know yeah 
supportive parents at the time, great mm. babysitters, good friends, things mm. like that. And I don't think she suffered anything for it. No, so, I'm yeah. sure she didn't. Yeah, but that's what I mean by supportive, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I know that some of us don't have that luxury, you know, yes. in our roles. And I can't imagine how, you know, tough that would be in these roles Absolutely. particularly. Um, and... You know what? What's so what, the hours that you keep? What are they generally? So I like to start early, mm-hmm. um, and I think since I've gotten a bit older, I've definitely stuck to that. That's one of the things that I do like to say to any prospective bosses. I do mm. like to start early, so seven seven thirty is normally my kickoff time. And I find that if I can get an hour or two in before everyone else starts, yeah, it just makes the day so much easier for me. You're ahead of the game. Yeah, and at the moment. Um, it can sort of vary between finishing between 3.30 and 5, depending on what's doing. I'm try, trying to sort of pull myself back a little bit from mm. staying too, late. too long. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, no, no, you still get your full day's work done. And also I can work from home because I have this, the equipment and the technology if I need to go home. It's perfect. Do you have any hobbies? That is something I am going to start to look at. So yeah. I haven't sort of been able to do anything for a number of years with raising our daughter and traveling yeah. and working hard and whatnot mm. um i have bought myself a camera and oh. want to start to do something that's creative nice so i still don't know what that is with the camera yeah wow fab- fabulous but just thought right it's time to do something for me yeah and yeah. that'll be the first time in a long time yeah so, yeah good on you but otherwise not really i love catching up with my friends and yeah. family yeah. and things like that. But otherwise, no. Yeah. Yeah. Good. And what, what do you see the next five years? You you know, is this now, is this your, um, you know, the EA career itself? Is this you until you retire? This is me until I retire, I think. I can't see, I've enjoyed the career and I, I see myself as a career EA. I, I don't like... Whilst I, sorry, whilst I don't have any objections to people using it as a stepping stone, I don't like people seeing it not as a career yeah. because it is a career for people mm-hmm. and people who are good at it mm. have a great career. Yeah, here, here. So mm. um, I don't want, yeah, I wouldn't want people to just see it as a stepping sto- mm. stone if they enjoy it. Don't, mm. I, if anyone was starting out, I'd say if you enjoy it, mm. go for it. Mm. It's the most fulfilling Nice, yeah. Career that you can have. But look, five years from now, hopefully I'll be retired. <laughs> yeah, okay, five years, that's great. Yeah, you know? and be able to do something mm. else. Yes. You know, that would be, yeah. Something Gosh. else in terms of... Maybe volunteering or something oh, like okay, that. yeah. yeah You've got that community, yeah, yeah. focus. Yeah, yeah, it might be nice to give back in that way as well. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, it's, it is interesting because I, I still have conversations with EAs that are unsure whether it's a career, you know, and I've... Is it a career, isn't it? I'm thinking, well, you know, you've been in it for a number of years. It looks like it could turn into a career. But people are, you know, particularly with our younger generation, they sort of think, well, hold on, I'm going to get a lot of experience. And it is it is good in terms of setting up a foundation, I think, the, the EA role in that if they don't feel like it's a long-term yes. fit, it's a great thing to start out with to, you know, set you up in other roles because every role has an element of admin that's Absolutely. required and I think that's a, a good bonus in this role as well. Um, but, you know, it, getting to that sort of pointy end of 25 years, it, you know, that definitely is a career. So, it is, and I've stepped yeah. out a couple of times to do a few different things, but mm. always it's drawn me back. Mm. And I think and it's only been two or three times I've stepped out, but I do enjoy this. Mm. And I've always said to um, younger EAs when I've actually employed them in different ages, 
agencies and whatnot, give yourself two years. Mm-hmm. Like, 12 months is your settling in period where you're learning everything and you're, you're working through it. The next 12 months will be where you start to thrive mm. and really learn, mm. you know, and, and understand what you might like to do outside of that scope. And don't be afraid to ask your bosses to um, uh, show you experiences, stretch you, mm. teach you different things because they're, they're smart people and they'll be able to do that. Mm. They'll continue to keep teaching you, you know. They can become lifelong friends. Mm. Have you got any tips for EAs listening um, with regards to, you know, performance reviews or how you go about, you know, I suppose being challenged or continue to be challenged in, in the years over the yeah, time? Yeah, I've probably changed my views a bit on performance reviews. I used to sort of see it as a tick and flick. Right, I yeah. Think. yeah. Um, and, yep, you're doing fantastic. Keep going, that's fine, unless there's something, you know, terrible. Now I actually see as an opportunity to use it um, I'm starting to, to use it for, to my benefit. Mm-hmm. So a little bit of both and looking at it as an opportunity to talk to people about training, talk about um, what you would like to do, um, where you see yourself going, seek your boss's support. Most of the time they will hand over this one to support you into the next role or see you... They want to see you shine. They don't yeah. want to see you fail. Yeah. You know, that's why they employed you and whatnot. So, mm. And use it as a really good opportunity to um, maybe definitely seek that um, honest feedback. Is there mm. something I can do better? Is there something mm. that you see, you know, mm. me doing that you don't like me doing or... Yeah, I think it's... it's yeah. Use it uh, wisely. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that too. It's interesting um, <clears throat> because I used to see it as that as well, mm-hmm. you know, that I, would, I, I didn't want to waste my boss's time and it was kind of like, look, whatever, you know, have you got any feet? Well, no, they don't. Good, good, good job. Okay, let's sign off. And it wasn't until someone explained to me that, it, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously trained as... Um, they've been trained in leadership, they've been trained in everything that you need to know and you work with them, they must know you well and where your strengths and weaknesses are. They would they would understand that over the years. And I thought, hmm, yeah, actually, good point. You know, maybe I should ask them, where do you think my strengths and weaknesses are? And, you know, and, and it does, it, it just, we are valid members of the team. So why don't we get that type of validation, I guess, um, and they, those are opportunities I've always found that are perfect for that, um, you know, and taking it that little stretch further. Have you, over the time, you know, has there been any significant training or have you a person that learns more on the job? Definitely. I think I'm more someone who learns on the job. Mm. Um, I would say to people, seek... Look, it, it depends how you learn. So some people do better in training a classroom situation others do better at conferences um Mm. but i find the online training uh and also it i i think it's nuancing your style and your boss's style like you both have to gel so Mm. a lot of what ea courses teach i don't think you can learn does that yes some sort of sense. I yeah, think a lot yeah. of it is intuitive. Yes, yes, and everyone's different. Absolutely. Um, so finding that, um, 
I suppose finding that that mold, it, it's it doesn't really exist because there is no mold. No, I've always said, as long you know the basics of the job, mm. it's then learning the organisation and the boss that you need mm. to do. So you, as long as you've got the foundations, you can answer a phone, know what mm. that looks like, all mm. of that sort of stuff. It's then the hard work is getting to learn the organisation because as the EA you will be the font of all knowledge. You have to know where to go to get this, who's doing this, who's working mm. on that. So You need to know that. you do it quick. Yeah. You can't be taught that. No, no, that's so, very true. So true, Narelle. Are you reading anything at the moment? I am, and I couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, um, do you tap into... Do you read like um, resources, like anything kind of specific to roles or EA roles or or not uh, development wise or not really? There was a book around a couple of years ago, and it was by one of the ladies who was EA to the head of an agency, and I can't think of it, it was a little paper paperback oh, okay. book yeah. that uh, probably ten years ago, and it was such a good guide. I would. The, yeah. the name but it was a really Wonderful. good guide mm. and that was a very step to step that was a step by step guide that was the mm. one I found that was really, really relevant yeah. Ah, yeah okay so I'd love to find yeah. out that and I'm happy I to will. share it with our yeah. listeners um, speaking of listening so do you listen to any podcasts or have you I do you do I do so I do a lot of true crime ones ah um, yep again sort of that that yeah. flavour um, always on the lookout for anything that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but do I tend to utilise the time driving home yeah. to put on a podcast and mm. listen to it. Um, then that seems to be the time that I'm not distracted. I mean, I'm driving and driving carefully, but yeah. I like to listen to stories when I go home, so I do listen to the podcasts and whatnot then. Fabulous. Yeah. Any other last thoughts that you could share with our listeners on, on the role or on keeping it real or um, having keeping that essence and passion going? Uh, love what you do and if you don't like it, move. And, yeah. and, and know too that um, that you, are val- you should be valued by your boss, you deserve to be valued by your boss. Mm. But by the same token, you, it's worth, your boss has to be nice to you. Yeah, yeah. So it's a two-way yeah. street, you know, yeah. there has to be a respect and one between the pair of you. Mm. It's just, you are... Yeah, you're colleagues. Yes. I once had a boss say to me, we're colleagues. Yeah, that we're makes not, perfectly good sense. You don't just work for me, mm. you work with me. Yeah, And nice. I really liked that. Yeah. Nice. Oh, thank you, Narelle. Thank oh, you so thank much you. for being here. This has been fabulous chatting with you, and we had a good chat prior to yes. coming on here, so it's lovely. It's like another part of our community, so welcome. Thank you. And, um, and listen, if anyone's listening and would like to connect with Narelle, I'm happy to pass on details. Um, she can give a very good session of mentorship if anyone's after it she's got a number of years experience under a belt Um, so yeah connect up with us ask away any questions that you may have and have a good evening bye for now